0: I've been bitten, I think it's eight times now, down down there, uh, through pants. You just get, you get scratches, bites, pulling, um, crazy stalkers that follow you around. So how does that make you feel, guys, when shit like that happens? (laughs) That's one of the emotions we don't deal with.
1: That's Kelvin Schoen and Dan McDonald, also known by their stripper names, Jock Hardy and Taylor Mack. These guys have been in the adult entertainment industry for 15 years combined, and as you can imagine,
0: it's been wild. If you've ever seen that, that uh, game show where you open the door and you don't know what's on the other side, that pretty much describes every job you ever walk into.
1: But all that action comes at a cost. This line of work goes hand in hand with being objectified, degraded and pressured to perform in more ways than one. The idea of getting paid a lot of cash to get your kid off and party with a room full of women can be very appealing to young men looking to make a quick buck. But anything that sounds too good to be true often is. There's a lot going on under the surface in this world and as the boys say, it can get ugly.
0: So they got coerced into escorting and told that everyone's doing it. Um, You got to do it as well if you want to make your money and then coerced into gay escorting even though they were straight men.
1: They're Beyond Blue advocates who've experienced more than their fair share of pain. All they've been through has made them take mental health very seriously and they're now stepping up as leaders on a mission to revolutionise the local industry. Welcome to Young Blood, a podcast all about young men's health. My name's Callum McPherson. I'm a journalist, and this is our mission to talk about the stuff that matters and isn't talked about enough. Let's do it, boys. What is the art of taking off a shirt?
0: Ugh. Well, there's many ways to take off a shirt. I think the first part is taking the headphones
2: off and showing you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all all right. Right. I'm ready. Shall we? Um, I'm ready. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: One thing we can do: do it together in a all duo. On. All right. Can we stand up for all this. Right
0: so jack it off look at this Yep. pop normally it's a little bit slower <laughs> 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 the today. and
1: the audience is usually not sober i imagine yeah, as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
2: button slow oh lord Yep. little pop movement <laughs> there you go Put your body right
1: <laughs> far out bit of music Down. as well it's a bit weird without the music yeah yes. i don't know if we can do that playing right
2: now <laughs> so yeah head off <laughs> and then a bit of a pop
1: Oh my days. Down,
2: down, down. <laughs> oh, there
1: you, you go. This well, has we'll never let, happened in the bom, studio bom, bom, before. Bom.
2: And you throw up And legs. One three, two
0: legs or even down below. <laughs> oh yeah. Perfect. There up. we go. Uh, I'll chuck your shirt over here. Thank you. That's an
1: important lesson.
0: Yeah. And then putting it on. Uh, that's putting putting it on. the one that takes this, us Putting, don't putting on that on, through. you don't, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't we have don't much experience that. with that. This is the difficult part for
2: us. As
1: you can see. There you go. That's much better.
2: Oh, much better. that good? Yeah, Fuck. like done and dusted <laughs> all right
1: brilliant it's getting hot and heavy in here all right with that intro how long have you guys been in the adult entertainment industry
0: oh i've been in for a while but i started off as a topless waiter um and so i've only is really, that often how it starts it is almost every time the, the gateway drug the, Ooh, the gateway is. yeah yes. the stepping stone um i never thought that i'd be a stripper because I never thought I'd have the confidence at the start when I first seen it. And then I saw a male stripper. I'm like, well, that's not that hard. I, mean, uh-huh. <laughs> I think yeah. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. like, he's not even big.
1: But, <laughs> uh, they were big. They were big. But
0: I, I wasn't that big at the start. But then, yeah, just watching and realising what I thought it was and then what it actually was. Yeah, it wasn't uh-huh. It wasn't that hard. And you hard knew to... there was
1: more money to be made doing oh, that. A
0: lot more money. Uh-huh. You can make it all in 10 minutes as opposed to three hours. Uh-huh. So that, that makes it even hard.
2: Working a normal job in a normal week and you go, oh, I made 1500 bucks on a Saturday night. Yeah. And it was fun. Why am I working for $600 in a week? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. But between us, we're about 15 years experience. So yeah. um, he was already started before I started because I moved to Adelaide, met tails, hit it off. Um, we had a good time. You know it is? And then, yeah, we just sort of stayed in the industry and progressed through. Yeah. Um, I moved states, obviously, and then came back. This is how it's all happened.
0: So how old were you guys when you got into it? I would probably, I'm actually, I think, the currently the oldest male stripper here in Adelaide at the moment. The daddy. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> da- daddy. the OG. Um, <laughs> I've been called daddy a few times. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I started around 32, 33. Okay, so, so that'd, be,
1: that'd be pretty late. Yes, it is. Yeah. And normally,
0: mm. yeah, you're looking, that's like the end end. And I think I've retired. What were you doing before that? I worked at Holden's until that yeah, shut down. Right. And I remember having my interview, like, what are you going to do for work? I'm like, I want to be a stripper. <laughs> They're like, we don't have a career pathway for you there. I don't think it's going to work. And they said, rang, I'll make my own. And they rang right. me up a year, two years later, a year later. They're like, how did you go? I'm like, oh, currently the highest paid male stripper in Adelaide. So doing pretty go. good. They're like, oh, crap. True <laughs> to
2: your word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Uh, myself, 25. Um, I started doing a little bit topless waitering because, I don't know, I had some sort of just this draw. I was like, oh, I want to try it out, see if you know I'm, I'm into that or whatever. That, when I was living in Canberra, what was enticing about it? Um, that's a really hard question, actually. Like, what I, did what did
1: you think you could you were going to get out of it?
2: I I didn't. I kind of felt like I would have been good at it. Um, yep. there was no real ulterior. You were right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no ulterior motive. You know, like I was just like, okay, make a bit of more money. The shit thing at the time though is when I started doing it i had a girlfriend yeah so as you can imagine you're that not doing last. it get a girlfriend you start doing it midway through a relationship put a bit of stress on Whoa. the uh, relationship <laughs> what <laughs> the hell are you doing mate like yeah, you yeah. know but um did that moved to adelaide from canberra needed a job so i started fishing around for to- uh, topless waitering waitering work and um then i met dan and then lo and behold on stage Hand gets lifted. This guy's going to be stripping for you in two weeks. And I'm like, <laughs> thanks for letting me know. Here we go. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: Have
0: you guys always been party boys? Uh I've, I've got five kids. And um, so not really, no. I didn't even party or do anything oh, until huh? the breakup. So we had a breakup. I found out the same week I was losing my job. We were breaking up. I'm moving out of the house. Everything all hit me at once. And that's when I'm like, Shit. well. Fuck it, I'll become a stripper. Um, (laughs) pretty much so. What a reaction! (laughs) No, it all hit me at once, and I just realized I've been down a path and stuck in a rut for 13 years. For high school sweetheart, we're doing the same thing and moving the same way, just going through
1: the motions and just
0: going through the motions. And before you realize it, I wasn't living a life, I was an existence, it was just an existence, and I was just going through it and I wasn't living. Um, uh, I was shy, I didn't even have any of the skills that I needed, had nothing, no idea Mm. what I was getting myself into, but I just like. I want a more interesting life. I don't want to keep going down the same path. I don't want to change everything. So I just went, fuck it. I'm going to try and do that and I'll just do whatever it takes to get there. So, and had you been thinking about that for years at that point? About no. changing everything? It just, it basically all came at once sort of thing. It was all within like a three weeks bait where everything happened and then I'm just like, well, I can't go that way because I can't keep doing my shitty day job that I hated anyway. Um, the relationship's gone. Everything's open, there's like limitless possibilities. What would I like to do? So I picked, there were three jobs that I like, which was a PT, which I do, adults' parties, which I do, and I run kids' parties as well. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get those mixed we up. Never no, get no. those. Judges. Never. He's, actually, he's really good at it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's actually very so successful. Yeah, yeah. They, they satisfy a different. So the reason I did it is because there wasn't one job that I could find that could satisfy who I was as a person. So it was each part of me so mm. the fitness is they helping people uh, better better themselves the kids parties is that little child that wants to dress up and be the hero on the day and the stripping was the part of me that hadn't developed yet that i wanted to be that, seen in the extra yeah yeah extrovert because mm. i was a shy person and introvert so that sort of pushed me out to went right to the other side of the spectrum <laughs> completely it's all or nothing it's it? yeah.
1: crazy because like, that, that that'd be a pretty rare story you wouldn't imagine that someone had been lived such a different life yeah. and then waited to that age to then totally yeah was, the script yeah and Kelvin was... what was
2: your early 20s like then um well early 20s I just got out of the army so I was in the military for four years as a combat engineer okay yeah. very different life as well that's super yeah, disciplined um, I joined when I was 17 so I was already already going through um, a pretty rough upbringing that I never dealt with. So add military training on top of that kind of just solidifies all the shit at the bottom. I'm not sure if we're supposed to swear on here, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it man. solidifies everything. Like, you just got <laughs> naked like that. Yeah, <laughs> um, so if you think about, you know, emotional angst and stuff you can't deal with, then you got this concrete layer of military training that literally changed your character. Mm. So I got that, you know, and then I'm getting out of there not know how to deal with anything and like like you just asked before have, how, have you guys party with the boys and stuff like that a lot I've never really I have been back in the day but to this day now I don't party for the sake of it it's more an emotional outlet because I just don't know how to deal with uh certain things inside and what do you get out of out of partying then like in terms of that release what does that do for you I, I th- Especially, specifically, depending on who it's with, you know, if I'm with the boys and stuff like that, um, it makes me feel better. I don't know what it is, free. But yeah, I, I, I think I just have, I'm, I'm actually feeling more positive. I'm enjoying my time with the boys. I don't care, letting loose a little bit. You know, letting out that that shit that's inside because I don't know how to do it in regards to everything else. So as you can imagine, it's um and that situation can get quite full on yeah and that's
1: <clears throat> I mean it's a pretty typical coping mechanism for, yeah. for people as well and can can be healthy up to an extent
2: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um so I don't yeah I don't actively go out like yeah let's go out and do this because I don't really want to I don't want to do that like we both want to you do it plenty progress. for your job anyway I suppose, like. <laughs> Well, yeah yeah but even you know we're working and stuff we try mm. and reel it in as much as possible yeah. but um it comes to a point where you you build up quite a bit and then if you have a few drinks then it's like a uh full glass of water it's just sort of, you know, add a bit more water and it's overflowing. It was normally vodka, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a full glass of vodka and it's overflowing, you know. Yeah. What What does your job involve? Like walk us
0: through a night, a wow. night. There's lots of things that the job involves. So if you've ever seen that, that uh, game show where you open the door and you don't know what's on the other side, that pretty much describes every job you ever walk into. Yeah. Um, and that's part of the things that, People either love or hate about the job because you can walk in and there's four people in there. You could walk in and there's 300 people in there. Uh You could walk in and they're trying to grab you, scratch you, bite you, throw money at you. They could treat you like shit. They could. Could. Or or they could love you. But they (laughs) think they can do whatever they want. A lot of the time. They can, yeah. 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 I've seen ones where women have whipped men with a pole and like, oh, it's okay. We paid for you. We own you. Mm. Um, That's not okay. Has that sort of stuff been said to you? Well, oh,
2: yeah. I'll give you a, a little quick story, right? This is when I actually first started with Tails. I'm sorry, Daniel. That's his stage name, by the way. Uh, Taylor Mac. But um, I, I had a, there was a table sort of the size of this table. I was doing an army routine. Went and Ford flipped. And I had, you know, the whipped cream and stuff. And I had this woman come across. And she just fully latched on and bit my nipple. So I was hurt, you know. So it was, she was trying to take it off. So I calmly tried to push her off. I was like, please don't do that. No word from her. She comes back, do it again. I'm like, don't do that. It's hurting me. You're making me bleed. And she's like, I can do whatever I want to you. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm a fucking human being. Mm. Like, imagine the roles reversed, female strippers on, on, on a bench, and a male even touches, let alone comes over and bites the nipple. They'd be on the floor, ripped out of that club, on the street, probably beaten the shit out of, and in jail. Mm. You know, but, and you know what the worst part about this is, and you're not going to like it. The boss at the time that we work with, I went up and was like, this has happened. Like, I'm not okay with this. It's hurt me to a point where I don't feel it's fair. And he was just like, deal with it. Yeah.
0: Okay. No worries. Yeah. Like it's part of the job. Yeah. And you get like, I've been bitten, I think it's eight times now down, down there, uh, through pants. You just get you get scratches bites pulling um crazy stalkers that follow you around so how does that make you feel guys when shit like that happens well (laughs) that's one of the emotions we don't deal with uh that's i think you go into game face mode where it's work you keep the front the persona you try to be as professional as you can i don't know if any of us ever actually deal with it well i've done jobs with Dylan, with with other people and we're i'm like we're gonna deal with this at a later point in time but uh right now we're working you know what the hard thing about that that is though is we can't actually deal with it,
2: because if we were could deal with it, like say if the roles were reversed and actually do something about it, we'd look like the aggressor, right? Yeah. So there's nothing we can do, and that yeah. doesn't even in come, the moment. In the moment, yeah. What are we supposed to do? We can't manhandle. We don't want to either. You know, we're not. That's not in our nature to do so. But if we were, someone was sitting there ripping, trying to rip things off me, you know, down below, and I forcefully remove them. Who's going to be the bad guy? Mm. You know, and we know this, so it's like we're the males in the situation. We can't actually do anything. Yes, yeah, so you're relying on people <clears throat> to treat you with some degree of respect, as of course they should. I yeah. feel like some people know that, though. I feel yeah. like they know they can get away with that because they know that we won't do anything about it.
0: Mm.
2: We can't do anything. Well, that about must it. that must
1: be the attitude in those cases that you're talking about, where it's like we paid the money. You're
2: essentially objects for yeah. us to play with, mm. and you just have to deal with. I think that. Biggest thing involved with that is um, it's the it's not the situation, but it's actually global. Women are equal, so to speak, you know, in, in this day and age, but they've been treated like shit over the last couple of decades, right? So they've probably been wolf whistled 20 million times down the street and, and, and treated like a piece of meat. Then they come to see us, but they also replicate the behavior they've experienced onto us. But I can hands down tell you right now, I've never wolf whistled in my life. I've never treated a woman like that in my life. But they they do it to us, and then if we don't like it, they're like, "I've been treated this way the whole time in my life. Yeah, How does it feel?" They think it's an
1: excuse. Yeah, and of course it wasn't you who who treated them that way. No, either. yeah, no, not at all. I'm sure yeah. there are plenty of women that treat you well. Oh,
0: there <laughs> are. Yes. Yeah, we, we brush over that one. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, the
2: negatives stand out more than yeah. the positives. You know, but there are. There's a lot of respectful people, and most of the time that come people come to our show, 95 percent are amazing yeah you no know, like but it the, is the
1: negative stuff that that does stand out yeah. and do you feel like you
0: just sort of brush that off and try and forget about it i think that's the only way <laughs> the only way we do deal with it um like we talk about it we might joke about it as guys but we don't ever like well, I think it's the, the victim card. A lot of the guys don't like to play the victim card for yeah. what's actually happened to them. So we sort of Because play it off you with guys comedy. sort of have that same
1: headset too where it's like, Well, I'm the man, so I'm supposed to just cop that.
0: We're it, yeah. And yeah. like but I think
2: we all come to the realisation that there's nothing we can do. Yeah essentially
0: uh, just, I've, I've restrained, I know yeah, you have tails, yeah, but like, she was drawing blood with her nails, but you can make
1: it that, that isn't appropriate within your own business. And, and like you said, you know, your boss said, just get on with it. That's, mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah, well, that's where we you draw can it. draw the line with that.
2: Yeah. And saying that now, especially now operating my own or our own, I should say, cause tails are just as a part, you know, he's here and, um, we actually don't tolerate any behavior that is directed towards our guys. Because we love our guys, we're a family, yeah, yeah. we're very tight. So if I saw that, we even have a female bouncer now. So if I saw that kind of behavior, just cause I know I've been through it, I'll be like out now, no like no, no, no questions, yeah, just, so that's no disrespect. And cause the boys can't do anything about it. I don't want them to have to come to me and be like, what's going on? I want to tackle that, get rid of it. So they don't feel uncomfortable because they're there to entertain. They're not there to be mauled, you know? But
1: you guys can change that environment, at least here locally, to say that that sort of stuff isn't appropriate. Yeah,
0: You can tell them, them, but you get a few drinks into them and then um, it becomes like a pack of wolves. Uh, They're also eager to throw the money (laughs) out as well, I suppose. Uh, If they were eager, it's harder to get the money than it is to get the scratches, I tell you. (laughs) (laughs) It's that easy. Callum, it's funny you say that
2: that we can change that because the goal, actually, one of our goals or one of our um, mission statements is... We actually want to change that stigma. We want to change that mentality within the industry in Adelaide because it's been really bad. Yeah. It was bad when we first met and it hasn't gotten any better. So when we made and thought about forming this, we're like, what we want to do is make this a bit classier, better. You know, we want we want respect. Respect towards our clients, but also reciprocated respect. So and we want to change that mentality, you know, like not to be treated like a piece of shit.
1: Mm. Yeah. And this is alpha men. Yeah. So in your view, what is the definition of alpha and why have you gone with that name?
0: Well, theres it's not the whole bravado uh-uh. alpha man is the big manly tough man. It's yeah, more which about... you guys definitely aren't. Yeah. <laughs> shucks. It's more about... The, the alpha is like the leader of the pack that leads. He watches over everybody. Um, and watches over every single one of them. And we do do that with our own guys, our own pack, and we're very tight Protective. with the guys. Protective. Um, you can go a few more. Um, yeah, like leads by example
2: though, but like by a positive example. Like, cause that bravado, like, look at me, Macho man. That's not positive. That's 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 representing... you mean putting on a front. Yeah, it, it is. It's not real. It's not real at all. It's 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 more of us, you know, respect and being being the leader, being being open, you know, and um, just owning, owning all your stuff, like and being a, a great person basically.
0: Yeah, and on that as well, we're trying to, yeah, the being real part is our own Beyond Blue story and all the rest of it. So we're trying to open up and show that in your weakness, perceived weakness is showing your emotions and your feelings and that sort of stuff, and that's what we're trying to yeah. break down that wall that, that was that initially strength. there. That is strength. Mm. So showing who you are is strength.
1: Does it make it everything harder or everything easier in your view coming at it from that angle? Because obviously that's not what's typically been done. Yeah, because it's you're very Break new ground, you know, because as you just said before, it's easier to just shut off yeah. that stuff and, and pretend like it's all good and, and put on that front.
2: Are you saying in a sense of trying to change the way it is? Yeah. yeah. And trying to operate while well, engaging. Well, you know what the hardest part is that, we're trying to change things, but we've got a lot of kickback in regards to people uh, that are already established. So there's a lot of old ways still happening, people that want to change, people that want to keep it the way it is, You know, keep it seedy, keep it this and that. We're trying to change it, but with all that kickback involved,
0: the... It's not really progressing as fast as we want it to be. But with the um, with the other change, the change with the stigma and everything within ourselves, that's where the hard part is we've had to really go back and look at ourselves, um, mm. look at each other. So you, we look at ourselves and the way we deal with things, and I've been forced to look inwards a lot at the way I deal with things and face a lot of things. And COVID has probably been the best, worst thing that's ever happened because it's forced you to sit at home and think about the things that you would have otherwise buried and pushed away. So you have to actually look at, what you've what you've buried and all the emotions and draw them up, but trying to help the other guys go through things. I've been able to see how we all deal with things similar or different. Um, the ways that we, a lot of the time we have a wall up. A lot of guys have a wall up because they don't want to show how they feel or because feeling emotions is not a masculine thing. So, trying to break that down, I've had to try to do it myself, which has been hard because my emotional emotional quota EQ is pretty low. Um, it was really it was like hungry, angry, horny were the only three emotions <laughs> I <in> could <American laughs> show. Um, so, for me to break down, I realized a lot of things in me, like I've got kids, and I struggled to even hug them and tell them I love them because I was that that shut off from emotion. So, I've, in the last oh, five years in particular, I've really tried to. Change that, break that down to the point where I'll even tell my friends that I love them now. Whereas saying I love you used to be something that would make my well, you remember if I ever talked about any emotions or things, my palms would get sweaty and I'd start to sweat just thinking about thinking about saying those sorts of things. It so was it's, difficult. Yeah. How, how have you been able to change that? Pushing myself, um, pushing myself out of my comfort zone, talking to people, um, talking helps a bit, but a lot of the time it's internal reflection. The time that you sit there and think about things yourself and work through things. Um, talking to the other guys, when you hear other people's things and other people's issues, it's a good way to understand your own and you understand yourself more by hearing others. And you can sort of see where we all are similar and relate, but, um, yeah, it's, I guess
1: hearing that it makes you not want to shut down because you say, okay, I'm not a freak, you know, other people are going through this. So it's okay for me to think about it. I think it's
2: easier for myself to help others. With their own stuff. Yeah. It's it's not a good thing for me in regards to it makes this it distracts me from my own stuff. But I feel like I'm better at helping other people through their own stuff because when it comes to myself, I actually refuse help. Yeah. I I don't know what it is. Daniel's the same. Um he's gotten a lot better actually. Um and I think I've improved slightly through his guidance. But um, yeah, I just if I've got my own stuff, it's all in the inside, it's all internal, it's all shut myself in my room. Even with girlfriends and partners, I'm just like, I don't want your help, I don't yeah. want you Like it's to just so me. hard to open up and go to that yeah. next level. I think it, like a lot of the time where I've actually tried to um, try open up and stuff, mm. I just get shed on. Like it just doesn't, uh, uh, feelings get disregarded, feelings, um, it's like they get pushed aside and someone else's matters. Mm. So I just go back to going, okay, I'll just worry about someone else. Does that but- mean you have the wrong people in your life in those moments? In those moments, I think, yeah, but I think I'm working on. You know, I've I've got some really good people in my life now. Yeah. So, and I'm clinging to that. Mm. So,
0: and um, that's that's a this group. So, like the boys, the alpha men boys, and the alpha men men. Um, that's where we were talking about it before. You feel like you've got people to fall back on, and that backing. Whereas before, you felt like you're alone, mm-hmm. and it was just you dealing with stuff that you didn't even know. How to deal with? Whereas now we all check in on each other every day, rather than doing the "Are you okay?" we do a number system. So one to ten, what are your, what's your score today? Because guys, if you say "Are you okay?" Yeah, man, I'm good. No one really wants to tell you that they're going through, or some of them will now. But in the beginning, like if you just give them a one to ten, they say four or three, all right, you know they need some help. Um, sometimes the help isn't even going around there. It's just letting them know that you're there. Um, but a lot of the time, it's Guys don't want to talk directly about anything either. And when they do speak to you, what sort of stuff are they struggling with? It's hard. So you normally, yeah, there's a lot of things. Um, and to get a def- definitive answer, it's hard because a lot of the time, the emotional, quite like understanding their emotions or why they feel about something, they'll you'll get the full story or other stories and you have to piece together what's actually affecting them. Because a guy won't directly say, this happened in my life and that's why I'm like this or this is what's upsetting me. It's normally a few things that they sort of tell in a roundabout way. You and put you, the pieces together. You put the pieces together, and mm-hmm. it's normally while you're doing something, so dance practice or when you're doing an activity, tends to be the easiest way to connect with another guy. You can't say, "Hey, let's have a drink and a coffee." No, and you no. can tell, but if you go best. to the gym or something,
2: right? I think yeah. everyone's got their own level of what how they share, though you know. Mm. But a big thing that we've I've noticed, um, specifically with Daniel and like some of the other boys, like Michael or Eros, his name's Eros, stage name, um we actually started to ask each other more yeah. if we're all right. You know, he's asked a lot. And um, I think it, it's nice. It is nice. But the, the big thing that's a difference is that we're still stuck in the
0: automatic mode of going, yeah, I'm good. Yeah.
2: You know? But you're aware of it. Yeah. But
0: you guys are very self-aware of yeah. this now. And we're aware of each other in the group now. So I can tell just by the look on his face when he's had a bad day, a bad week. I can tell by the posture in the guys when they're not okay and they don't even need to tell me they're not okay quite often but I like to break them out of that it's it's not a day it's not a quick chat it's not something that happens and sometimes it's not even anything bringing them down it's just a mental state that they're in uh, a lot of us tend to like the lock-in tends to be the only way most of us deal with it where look I'm just going to go away for a day deal with things in my head and I'll come back the next day and it tends to be it and then you come back you do a training session with them and you can talk a bit more the next day but yeah, that tends yeah. to be... You know, Tails is saying he, he was devoid of emotion
2: for a while. He has been. He has been devoid of emotion, you know, back in the day. And um, in saying that, I do a Terminator routine for, for one of my uh, parts on stage. And um, you know what? Tails should be the one doing it because <laughs> uh, he lives it. You know, he's, yeah. he has lived it. He's not like that now, but, you know, he, he's been there. You know, like and yeah, that, that was your default
0: to just so shut off. When things got too hard to deal with, I could just switch it off and I just you just take a breath and then everything's gone and you don't feel happy, but you don't feel sad. So you're just completely numb. um, And you just like, yeah. And I remember being in a breakup or a situation and it get to that stressful point and then boom, okay, I feel nothing. I can act logically. Thank you. Goodbye. Shake their hand. See you later. Mm. And then, I don't know, it's like it got put in a basket that I'll have to deal with when COVID hit. Um, But like, like everything, I think I went through a process, but I didn't even know how to to think of emotion like if you can't feel anything how do you know how to process anything like you just go back through what I do, do eat, train, go to the gym like take the kids to school yeah, it's but all it, a checklist. it builds up though
2: it has to did you yeah. feel like it was you know rising in your chest I didn't, chest, didn't or anything? feel
0: anything Then man. that's it was
2: like nothing at all I think that's the difference between me and Daniel is that he doesn't feel anything I feel too much yeah but I get that that, that build up that build up I, I feel it I can feel it the rage the, yeah. the hot you know like, like I've seen you be there before as well, but um, you know, I feel that, and that's not being hard know how to deal with it properly. Mm. I used to kickbox for about ten years, right? Like compete properly, and um, I think back then it was a great outlet for me in regards to letting out stuff. Yeah, haven't done it for a while. Thought about doing it again just for the sake of having another re- another release. Well, yeah, yeah, because you know, I've tried to you know sort out, go through my childhood, go through my early years and stuff of all all the shit that I've been through and it's just so much to unpack that it's like almost impossible to fix yeah so i'm trying to like sit there and be like just accept what's happened move past it no it's always going to be there it's more about management instead of fixing something it's just managing the the trauma instead of Fixing trauma. Well, I mean? yeah,
1: I think that is the that's the case yeah. with trauma and with lots of mental health struggles. It's 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 never fully fixed, but you, you manage it, it gets better, yeah. you get stronger, and and that's just what a lot of people live with. Yeah. Um. Have, do either you, you guys see psychologists?
0: I tried to <laughs> activate a mental health plan with my doctor this year. Uh, went there, and it was probably the worst experience I've had at my doctor's. He tried to tell me to go to couples counselling when he didn't even know if I was in a relationship. Um, when are you going to go, holding your own hand? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually dealing with, at that point, it was a bit of PTSD. I had an accident where I was at a bonfire and I lit myself on fire. Well, I didn't light like myself. Someone else threw a match and I was pouring the petrol and I was like a tampon doused in petrol. Fuck. And, uh, nice yeah. analogy. Yeah, yeah. Probably the best. I had some a, scars, a tampon doused in petrol to prove it. Um, yeah, and it didn't go out. So that was probably the one point where I realized I could have quite easily not being here um for my kids for everything and then after that and i never ever dealt with any sort of emotional issues until then and there was a point where i was shaking in bed at night um sweating and it was it was so frustrating for me it was angry and frustrated in myself because i felt weak i felt um like i couldn't control my own emotions and feelings and it was even in my sleep i'd wake up shaking um and it wouldn't even be nightmares it'd just be uh, just a feeling and uh, the worst feeling, the worst feeling I think I've ever felt. Um, we've, we've talked about it as well, but it's just helpless. Helplessness. Um, yeah. Helplessness. Like you can't even control yourself and you can't even, and sweats in the day. And there'd just be points where I'll be sitting at the dinner table with my kids and they'll be talking to me and I felt like I was going to break down and cry and I haven't heard anything that they've said. And I'm like, I just need to go to the toilet. And so I'm going to the toilet and I just sit in my bed and just couldn't function. And that. For me as a dad, I feel like my job was to always be the one that they could look up to, could provide, and I'd never burden them with any of my stuff. So I never really even told them that. I just sort of dealt with that behind a closed door. What
1: did you do with that? How'd you go from there to being at a point now where you're doing better?
0: Um, well, I had a hard work, Yeah, a lot of hard work. I had a partner that was very caring, um, is very caring. And she, for, for me, accepting her help was hard as well so i've never had someone that's there to hug or even be there for me so that there was like trying to accept help from someone i felt a little bit weak at the same time yeah. and that's and
1: you, I... is that a similar reason for you kelvin that you struggled to accept help as well is it like a pride thing or it's a knee jerk reaction based off your upbringing i just
2: feel like my shit is my stuff to deal with and i have to own that and like it's my responsibility to deal with myself and actually I don't accept help because I feel like it's a burden on others. So that's why I try and deal with it myself. I don't I don't want to burden anyone with my stuff. Um that's so typical though. <clears throat> that's what gets people into trouble, you know? Yeah. Trouble is uh
1: yeah, yeah, had plenty of that. Yeah. So um, you just go into that a bit like what have you really
2: struggled with? Um I don't even like hugs. I don't <laughs> like to be hugged you know this me too you know like um so you guys i mean you guys are in operating in like a hyper
1: sexual environment but intimacy is a real
0: yeah so the intimacy like i had there was someone who did hugs sarah cuddles who did hugs for a living and she met me at sexpo and came and gave me a hug and like i'm sweating and i can't do this like being hugged it does nothing for us
2: well you know like if i get a hug i I see other people hugging other people when they're down and it's like oh they feel better someone hugs me it doesn't do anything. Yeah, I don't. I don't want that. It awkward. does literally nothing. Mm. Literally, I'm, I'm. like, how long before this hug is over? Before it's done.
1: What about in the rest of your um, relationships in terms of being able to be with a partner, both with the job you do and with this emotional blocks that you've. I
2: had? um. I think uh, it depends on the person, but majority uh, and predominantly, it, 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 it. We're in such a hypersexual environment, like you said, everything's so physical, everything, Mm -hmm. uh, you find it hard to develop an emotional attachment to people and especially, it's unfortunate if you do somehow develop emotional attachment to people and it turns to shit, it kind of like really just, you don't want that. Puts you back in your hole. Well, yeah, you just like, It solidifies
0: why you do what you do, Mm -hmm. uh, why you keep yourself separate. separate. But Mm. I've, I'm in a relationship now and I'm probably one of the few entertainers that can stay, (laughs) can be in a relationship because, it's, there's a lot for them to be accepting of as well. The perceived stigma of what we do and what actually happens is probably very, very different. They think that we're sleeping with everyone that we ever perform for when really we're doing a 10-minute show, 15-minute show. Grab your money, go to the next place. Um, you're putting putting on a show, essentially, performing and entertaining. But but obviously,
1: for, I mean, you guys totally understand why there is that. Yeah,
2: yeah well, you know It's horrible, though, because like, like Taylor said, he's been in a relationship for a while. I've actually just got out of one myself because it's great to touch on actually how it is to be in a relationship and this stuff and it's horrible because you're already labeled untrustworthy you yeah, already before mi- you even b- start like yeah. yeah and like like you'll bust your ass to prove that you're not or that you are trustworthy you know mm-hmm. and but you're um, sort of pushing shit uphill the whole time <laughs> oh it is, literally i love that term because i've used it myself you know it's um and it is pushing shit uphill because you know how exhausting and it can be when you're trying to go, oh, I'm a good guy, I'm a good guy. Mm. I do this, I do that. Like I try and try and so hard. And then it's, but you're always mistrusted. And even when you're told, I trust you, I trust you, it's to a point where you're like, I don't fucking believe you. Like, yeah. and don't tell me that. Just tell me you don't trust me because I'd love that better. You know, and, and saying that with relationships and stuff, like Daniel and I have had our fair share while well, we're in the industry. And for me at this point now, I feel... Like, it's, it's why bother? It's a waste of time. Like, it doesn't go anywhere. It's always the same stuff. They You always meet someone. They love you, what you do. There's no problem. It's all happy. And then the second stage happens when it's like, it starts becoming a problem, you know? And then the third stage, it's like, oh, you got to stop this. And then yeah. even the fourth stage is ultimatum. I leave, or you quit, or I leave. It's that circle. <clears throat> you know? And it comes all the way back around almost every single and time. Yeah. I'll get into a new relationship, like, this is... What I don't want. This is what I am. You have to accept it Will not be with me. Do you think you can handle it? Yes, I do. Okay, cool. No worries. And I'm like, this is what happens. Okay, so you're going to like it now. But yes, you're going to do your best to put it out there. Yeah. But yeah. Then you're going to get like this and you're not going to like it. Oh, no, no, no. It'll be, it'll be fine. And then you're going to get like this and you're going to hate it and you're going to not want me to do it. No, no, it'll be fine. You know what happens? Exactly.
0: Exactly
1: that. Because as that attachment creeps in, people don't know how they're going to respond, but you yeah. do.
2: Yeah, we've been so, there a thousand times over. Saying that, it's actually. It's depressing because I, um,
0: I feel like it's just a waste, emotionally draining. <laughs> but but the job the job's still
1: a priority means more to you than the, a relationship at this point in your life.
2: Well, now that I own my own, you know, and Daniel's heavily invested in this, we're, we're not just entertainers. It's it's not going anywhere. We can't. I've left for someone before in the past, yep. and it's one of the biggest regrets in my life because she gave me an ultimatum for me to leave uh, with the pretense that it will help our relationship. As soon as I left, it was like, okay, let's change this now. Get rid of your social media, get rid of this. It's like so it was a control something thing. Yeah. huge, like stopping myself from making $1,500 on a Saturday night, great income, which is also supporting the person I was with to, I'll be like, this will help. This will help. Sorry. This will help the relationship and, and not even one ounce. Of change, not one, not one. Oh, I'm so glad we can be so much better now. It's just boom, straight to the
0: next thing. Yeah. Mm. And I had that too. I, I quit my job the next day we broke up. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, then it wasn't the job. Then mm. you realize very quickly it's, yeah, it's, it's always that full circle. You know how it's going to go. And you know the time frame normally, six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks. That tends to be it. And I guess but, you know, it
1: still just depends on the person. It still depends where you're meeting them and what context they're seeing yeah. you in. But obviously
0: in this line of work, it's really tough. Well, with me, I've the only reason mine's worked is because she's in the same line of work and she understands yep. what it is. Um, she understands that it is just work. And, and yep. Is that how, how it probably has to be?
2: Not necessarily the work, but I, I feel like um, who Daniel's with at the moment. I think she's got a fair understanding. Um, at the beginning of Alpha Mena is obviously a little bit hard because his attention was obviously brought away. So that's going to create any tension in any relationship when you're used to this and it gets taken away from you no matter what it is. But once you come to you know get used to that, yeah. I think she's a very understanding person to the point that she helps a lot actually. she, she believes in Daniel, she helps Daniel makes his life a lot easier. So uh, I'm kind of jealous actually. Does that give you hope? It, it, it just upsets me because <laughs> I like, I
1: can't find that, man. Like Doesn't mean you won't, though. Daniel's older than you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but it's just been so fucking long of trying to trying to deal trying to deal with people like Yeah, fucking hell. Um it's just hard because you, you try so hard and then you get nowhere. And it's like, why bother? Mm. Why bother? And it's like, you go, why am I doing this? Like, I, we both, you know, are loving, caring people, and it's just hard. It's so hard because you wanna, you wanna have a normal life. Yeah, you wanna, you wanna have the rest of the life as well. You wanna yeah. have a normal life, yeah. And it, but yeah, I know it does give me hope. But I'm at a point now in my life where I've lost any faith.
0: Yeah. In relationships. And also, I'll add on to that with a lot of what we do with work you see a lot of things a lot of things um you see a lot of the way people hold themselves and conduct themselves behind closed doors on hens nights and parties and things mm. like that not to throw shade at anyone but you see a lot of the hens nights is their last hurrah to be single yep. which makes it hard when you're looking at relationships to trust someone when you've seen you've seen the worst of it we see the worst of women um and mm. we have to try to act and think the best hens
2: yeah, we don't need to yeah. to do yeah. it. Yeah, we won't go We're, we're not going to say anything, yeah. but like to the but point- But we know what you're talking about. You know, yeah. exactly. Like we get, even without being an entertainer, men are portrayed as- Sleazy sometimes. Sleazy. Or the ones who cheat. And we, we, yeah, the ones who cheat. The ones who do all this and stuff like that. It's all open and out there. But what we've seen and in our experience, everyone's the same. Yeah. That if if that, that statement is true. Men and women.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Like it's, it's not, We're all human beings, you know? I think the difference is, the big difference between the two is men try to wear it like a badge of honour quite often. Like, I've done this or this. Women won't even tell their best friend. Mm. So they'll keep that hidden. They won't tell their best friend or their family members. I reckon it's probably on par, same. If not, we probably see it more in women just because of where we are. Yeah, but we're all animals. Yeah. At the end yeah of it's day. all primal
2: there, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just hard it's hard to be portrayed in a certain certain sense and um especially yeah. if you're not that you know and how, keeping... how
1: has this influenced the way that you guys see yourselves as men <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> how do we see ourselves you know more? because you're essentially being valued when you're at work solely for your body so yeah. like
0: how do you stop seeing yourself as just the body and how do you perceive yourself so for me i've got my kids and my family and my other life so with my work I'm able to keep that as just a persona um it's just a stage persona how things are and how people perceive me I don't see myself the way other people do when they see me on stage or see me in photos that's just you're uh, able to put that in that box. yeah so that stays in the box that's tails and Daniel is the take the kids to school go to soccer go to all the family stuff cook dinner like it's the... and that's sort of one of the reasons for a stage name as well yes and you keep it very separate for so they don't like track that you alter down. ego the alter ego and When times are tough, it's easy, and I see it quite often. The boys will put – and the girls' boys will put all their time and effort into that person, the stage persona. And that's the trap that a lot of them get stuck in is because that stage persona where is where everything's going great in your life and you put everything into that, but that's not real. And that's what everyone sees. Yeah, but that's not real. So if you get stuck in that, you get – no real reward or benefit and
1: no real like, nourishment to no. who you actually are but you think i get more cheap thrills out of this and yes. it make i get more highs out of this so if i can just avoid this yeah. and a lot
0: of them won't even like, call themselves by their real name they just end up becoming yeah, that person for a it. while and it tends to happen at the start and then mm-hmm. they sort of yeah. what,
2: what was the question again like was it like how do you
1: how do you deal with how do you know like, how do you see yourself as a man like bait from doing this job like how does it
2: affect the way you see yourself as a person um Honestly, because I, sorry, the mic, I, I don't have what Daniel has, you know, like I don't, I don't have that sort of people in my life, so to speak, that make me feel like I'm a normal human being. Because like, I go from a night job, I get treated the same outside of my night job, I get treated the same in in my day job. Which is hard, you know, because like people would know about what I do, so they'll treat me accordingly to that. When they don't realize it's separate, you know, and I'm a different person. How does that look?
1: Well, it's an example of, of being treated the same way during a day job.
2: Um, I don't know, like uh, it, it's just like like comments or like they're bringing
1: up the stripping all the time, all the
2: time. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll get messages on my social media that demean me, that demean me, that talk about it, or they'll they'll sit there and. Or say stuff in regards to you know just the job and stuff i'm like come on guys like i'm actually a fitness instructor you know and a person yeah or but again this is another example
1: of because you portray yourself as being that in a online and and in your other job people think they can just say whatever they want well
2: not even just say and do (laughs) well yeah because i you know it's not okay to to grab me during my day job mm. or anything like that. Mm. You're okay to do it. No. But you know what I mean, like, like, like. no matter what, this is not just present, but this is past, you know, like it's, people just think that they can treat you like what you do for the night job all the time. Now, to be honest, and it's hard because even trying to enter into something new or meeting people new, they already have this predisposed opinion of you.
1: Because they've looked at your online profiles and they think this guy must be just this. Yeah.
2: Do you yeah. know what I get
1: a lot? But then I'm, that's part of your business to do that. Yes.
2: Do you know what stuff. I hear? Uh, the biggest thing I hear a lot when people meet me is they go, "You are nothing like I thought you'd be." And you know what? It fucking hurts because I get it. Social media, all that kind of stuff. We're very big on social media in regards to you know having it like portray a lot of stuff. But to have people think that about us that's it's hard
1: and when they when when you say that that hurts why does it hurt is it because they should think anyway that you're the good person that you are
2: well, obviously like you don't really know someone until you meet them properly but it's just hard to have that sort of but
1: sort when of, they say that you're nothing like I thought you would be that's a positive it's a backhanded compliment isn't it yeah it
2: is a backhanded compliment because it's like it's saying that I'm a, nice a person, lot more to you, you but know? it's like oh, I thought you would have been a piece of shit <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and it's like, really, do I look that way? Do I look like I come across that way?
1: Well, it's just that stereotype, isn't yeah. it? You mm. know, it's that trade off that if you enter into that world, yep. people are going to see you in that line. But I'd never say that to someone I'd met. You know, I don't go. No, no that's the difference with these special yeah. jobs, though, right? Yeah. Where people all, all of a sudden, you're dehumanized to a level
2: where the normal rules don't apply. That, yeah. that word, dehumanized, yeah. alone, is, is, is soul crushing because you know I'd never go up to someone in the same industry and be like oh you're not as promiscuous as I thought you'd be or you know like no, no, you I'd just never. wouldn't because you have basic like, respect Yeah, like. I'll just yeah. treat them as I met them there and not even mention it you know I'll just be like hey, okay, you're a nice person you know but
1: well, the- a different example um but like I was a news reporter for for years and we know how much the general public doesn't like the media just because of you know they believe the hype and you're not meant to like the media or whatever, but all the junior reporters are just doing their job and doing what our boss tells us to do or whatever. But we'd always be out at jobs and people would take time out of their day to come over and be like, fuck you, you vultures. Like, you know, (laughs) and they think they can say that because you're doing a job that's a bit different to the norm, but it's like, I wouldn't walk into your job. And have a crack at you for, for no. something. You don't know me. It's like, not like you're a
2: current affair or anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't. I mean, sometimes it's
1: probably appropriate. Cut you know, it. But I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, people who aren't even involved in the story yeah. or whatever, they just see a camera and they're like, fuck you, and like attacking you for the person you are. Yeah. It's like, man. You think they would act better because mm. those cameras are there. Well, yeah, no, no, they don't give a fuck. But I guess some some people just want attention. But it's a bit different, but that's <laughs> yeah. sort of a similar feeling where it's like you don't know me at all, but based off... Your idea of me that you're getting from something else, you think that you can just treat me in this way. Yeah.
0: So you have some sort of aspect yeah. in, in regards to how it would feel, mm. you know? Like, I, I get that as well. A lot of the time, people, when they first. Yeah, they first look at us and they first see us, but then when you actually speak to them, they're like, "Oh, you're actually real people." I'm like, "Oh yeah," and I shop and I buy food and I. Yeah. I <laughs> what did you think? I, I, I go to the toilet. Clothes. I wash yeah. my clothes. I do normal things. I've even like got petrol before, and they're like, "Oh my god, I didn't realise you got." Pet-. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, well, "Why didn't you?" How realize the hell that? do I drive my car? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's
1: a crazy disconnect where like people live in some fantasy world where they they think. Other people are so different to to them. Yeah, you know, like why all, would you be all similar, do, all the same, think, the same stuff?
2: Do you guys think that maybe social media has a massive influence <sighs> on all this?
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, that's why you're getting that reaction and why people even know that you do stripping. Because back in the day, you had a nighttime job like that. If you weren't posting photos over all over media a lot of, most people wouldn't know but because like th- that's your profile yeah. people already assume that they they know you and they can come up to you and you're this way so mm. uh, of yeah. course it does don't get me wrong
2: it has it has its positives well that's, yeah, yeah. that's we, the we're thing, talking about you got people we were talking about this before we saw you Callum and, um people walk across the street and they'll be like, oh my God, it's you, Eros, or oh my God, Tails, oh my God, Jock, and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, like and you like that. Like that one. Yes, well, we like that one. We've oh, yeah. actually become quite, um what's the word, accustomed or Used to it? uh desensitized to it yeah to yeah. the point because it happens really, like for example one of our guys eros he's quite fresh into this in regards to he hasn't been experiencing this level of stuff ever so he's like holy crap Daniel this is ridiculous I can't walk down the street like, and walk up to me yeah but yeah. Daniel and myself have had experience in it so we don't actually recognize it anymore so um, oh, I know you and we're like yeah yeah, yeah. but that you. that part of it
1: like you know especially um, earlier on, you know, it's, it's a bit of a thrill. There's the positives, obviously you get to be the centre of attention, I'm sure. And yeah. we're, we're talking about the the heavy stuff, but there's a lot of there's a lot of fun involved. That's why you got into it yeah. in the first place. But surprise, surprise, you gotta
0: pay the piper. Double edged well. sword. You gotta take the good with the bad. Um and once you learn so I'm okay with it now. Once you learn how to like deal with it and I've deal with a lot of shit cunts for lack of a better word. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, a good, it's a good word. Um, <laughs> deal with a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of bad, um, but you just, in the end, it all goes into the mix. And if you can look at it for what it is, there's more good than there is bad. There's better people than there is negative people out there. So it's not so bad, and I can block out the bad people quite easily now. You're like, yeah, cool, no worries. I can turn a no into a yes. People that don't hate me, once they speak to me, they're normal. Not, not easy to get,
1: arrive at that point, though.
0: Yeah, it takes a bit of work and a bit of effort. But When you say
2: pay the piper, so to speak, it's it's quite interesting you said that because, um, so the. Uh, when you get to the level of like where we're at and stuff and what we've experienced, um, and you don't have a proper outlet yeah. to how to deal with it properly, that's when actually a lot of negative stuff can come to play. Yeah, okay, you got alcohol, you got drugs, sex, what have you. You know, like, and it's actually a concern for us because this is starting to happen for us here in Adelaide. Um, we we obviously don't want any of the boys to go through what we've potentially gone through. Daniel's been yep. in a very dark spot in his life that he's talked to me about. And I've also been there. Like I've also been in a point where I'd be drinking all the time and, you know, drugs are involved and you're really low and stuff because it didn't want to deal with it. You are just getting it, It's like a tug of war and you're in the middle and you're just getting ripped apart, you know, like, and it's very really difficult to deal with. I think you have to go through it to really get used to it. So,
1: and, you know, doing the drugs and, and running from it and drinking and stuff. And, having meaningless sex it's a good way to not deal with it yeah and it covers too. it's like a
0: band-aid over a big gash in and your... also it's
1: right there all the time more the more so than for other people because yeah. it's part of comes with your job or can more come so with than your you job. think yeah. it's
2: actually thrown in your face yeah. yeah to the point where people want to give you everything yeah you know normal and general, think general that you should want that. that because again
1: you are from that world yeah. you are this person we see you this way therefore of course this is
0: all part of it this is why mm. you're doing it
2: yeah yeah it's, yeah it's a difficult one to deal with actually because- i think
0: that's where we're trying to change the culture and make sure within our boys that we're actually talking and dealing with things on the front level and internally so that the way we look at it like if we can deal with our stuff ourselves and within the group then they won't have to turn to substance abuse or yeah. everything else. Well, you've got a to lead, lead by example. And so, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. how we're trying to do it. At the what moment. does
1: happen with the young guys or what have you seen happen where these guys come in, they're looking for fun, they're looking for status, they're looking for a quick buck yeah.
2: Uh, and they're naive and they're unaware of some of the, the shadier aspects. Yes. Well, we actually, sorry, sorry, yeah. but because um, Daniel and I have been down that path and we've been down to the, you know, I'd say rock bottom, both of us to an extent we um we love and care for our guys you know especially you know the everybody that's with us we don't want them to experience that so that's why going on what daniel was saying is like we're trying to implement the talking and the the number system and always being open and stuff so they don't feel the need to have to get that low
0: when we first started the group uh dynamic wasn't the best uh (laughs) is that's a that's putting it very delicately there um so basically Mm -hmm. when we started the young guys that would come in would get coerced into escorting. Um This is not alpha men, by the this way. This is not this alpha. This is men. when we started. In when the, we first started in the, in the industry. Um, we won't name. <laughs> we any. refused that to happen for us. Um so they got coerced into escorting and told that everyone's doing it. Um you, you gotta do it as well if you wanna make your money, and then coerced into gay escorting, even though they were straight men. So they were getting pushed into a line of work that they quite often didn't want to be in, didn't want to do, and yeah. the ones that did it? We're thinking everyone else is doing it. This is what I'm supposed to do, and you could see that affect a lot of their mental health. Some of them really, went a downward spiral, quit uh, drugs and everything. And mm. when you've done rehab, yeah. see
2: guys go
1: so far down because they had they had to compromise who they actually are. they're Yeah, they got well, tricked into doing. And something. they try
0: to find a way to be okay with what they do. To justify it. and justify it, but you can see that they can't process it. Mm, they can't, can't be cope. okay with it. They don't know how to cope. So more substance, more whatever and keep going down the path that downward spiral it's, it's like a yeah spiral it's like a hurricane did you guys get pressured into doing stuff like we that? we did or? but i was a little bit older a bit more mature and i knew who i was as a person so i made sure when i was within the group i made sure the other guys knew that's not on it's bullshit. and it was really the boss at the time but you're a
1: man in your
2: 30s at that
0: point yeah, so, so I you know, wasn't for
1: a 19 year old kid yes. it could be a different story
2: I, I was obviously late 20s like getting there um and i remember daniel having to talk to me about it but i was at the point where i was like that's never me never going to be like that Mm. that's not on my agenda i never would want to anyway and there's no amount of money that anyone could pay me in the world to change my morals or my views on that i mean and it was offered offered a lot and it's like sorry you can't buy
0: me yeah um i'm not too i've seen it i don't want that yeah for me i have five kids and for them to think of me like that would be the worst thing. For them to even hear about any of that, like, that would, like, yeah, that's what dad's doing. Mm. And I had rumours go on, um, spread about me about that after, after the fact, um, mm. and the same thing. And I'm like, look, that's, people who know me know that's not what yeah, I'm about. Yeah, when it wasn't even happening. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah. So I guess that's a that's a dark picture of, of where it can go and yeah. that young men can find this pretty appealing because yeah. you know, you're essentially going to get paid a lot of money yes. to get a lot of attention and be sort of worshipped, getting your kid out, having a fun time. That's how you see it. But there's this other side to it which people need to know. A massive is, rabbit hole. Yeah. And um,
0: that's that whole, like the industry as a whole in Adelaide was going on that downward spiral a lot. And that's why as entertainers, performers, we see ourselves as different to that and trying to separate that whole like big divide between the two, keep yeah. it more professional, professional services you and can have one performing and you don't have to do all that. So we want to create as much distance between the two mm. and show that you can have class and perform and dance. You don't have to do all of the other side stuff. And then adding
2: on to what Daniel said, now that like I and like, with Daniel have created Alpha Men, we actually have a filtering process now. So we don't want that in our crew. And we never are going to have that. So guys that will come to us, because there are, they have, and there are, that still will, they'll want, you know, oh, just, I can get laid quick. Oh, I can make money, I can get drugs, I can sell drugs here, I can do this and that. Mm-hmm. We don't want any of that. We want wholesome, nice guys that gel well, that can join a family. You know, and um, we're actually really good at it. Yeah. We're, we know what we don't want. We, we've seen what we don't yeah. want, so we can actually filter it really well. And we can, especially Daniel, can see through people very well. And I'm there, are, good there are
1: nice lopes who do this, who then get turned into something else or yeah. tricked into. And that's what we're not.
0: Do. Yeah, we're not gonna. We don't want that whole trick someone into mm. doing something. We'd rather build them up as a person, build them up as a performer, and build them up that way rather than you can make a quick buck if you do this. Yeah, you just well, don't tell yeah. anyone. We've yeah. seen the
2: most innocent people. Go down that rabbit hole, you know, and not everyone has strong willpower. So especially if someone sort of coercing you into it, let alone just the natural, natural stuff coming down coercing you into maybe like all the what do you call them demons or or uh, temptations, Mm, temptations uh, that would be trying to pull on you if you have someone coercing you as well you know instead of the opposite you'll probably do it if you've got mentors or you've got people that are leading you going no this is not good we don't want you to be like this this is we don't want that for you yeah yeah we can actually help people that will maybe naturally be drawn
0: and that, the, other, no? the other reason I saw was people were struggling to pay their bills and survive, and that's like you're struggling to pay your bills, you can't survive if you've got a kid or you've got whatever, and you're just trying to live. You can make $1,200 if you do this. Hmm. Sell yourself, and you could, And I've seen it. And I can't pay my bills this week, so I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Um, and what we're trying to do is implement other ways that they can make money, other ways that they can do it and help them in other ways rather than the quick buck fix that's going to fix you this week is going to be a long-term detriment to who you are and your mm. mental health as well so mm. that the quick buck and i've seen it and that I, I can already think of about three names but yeah that whole the quick buck to help you survive this weekend is just making the next pay week it's and all the, slope, the next one
1: yeah very and so it very comes slope. this stuff comes with a catch in yeah always what about the pressure to be the body and i'm talking about oh. i'm talking about steroids and and all that sort of stuff because obviously you have to look a certain way yeah you have to keep that up
0: and that's not easy to do it is not easy to do um i'll admit um openly admit i do take steroids at 37 my body doesn't produce natural testosterone like it used to um and there's no way i could maintain any sort of physique um to to do it the mental strain the physical strain you have to always be in shape like every time you take your shirt off everyone's looking at you to see if you're in shape So and that,
1: staying like that year oh,
0: round is it's just not, about impossible it really. is it is um but know. we and that's the hard part, like the mental struggle, the physical struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, you're trying to you're trying to say an optimal shape. Like the bodybuilders are only maintaining like five six percent body fat for a couple for weeks a stage show, yeah. for a stage show, then go back to normal. Whereas we have to stay under ten percent for year round all the time. Um, yep. And it's the, the yeah you go through stuff. You might eat binge eat or whatever, however your coping mechanism is, and then that's why training has to be a part of that. So training is a lot of the guys that do succeed and thrive in this. Training is their coping mechanism. Mm. That's their outlet. You train, I know Kelvin does a lot of boxing and that sort of stuff is his and that's how he maintains his physique. But like if you drink or you party too much, obviously it goes one way and then you have to diet. So it ends up being extreme dieting Tends to be the norm. Yeah. Um, and it's not Well, because good.
1: it's an extreme result. You know, people, yeah. don't, people don't just look like that.
0: And I've nearly fainted numerous times um, before I've gone on stage, even. <laughs> you and your sh- bloody keto diet. Yeah. From, from dieting and from stuff. From dieting. Yeah. Um, if we've got a photo shoot coming and because yep. you've let yourself go for. A, through COVID was a perfect example. Let myself go for a bit and then I had to bring myself back in to be in tip-top shape for yeah, a photo because shoot. because you, you can't not because that's, that's your business. Yeah, and you take a photo of yourself, that's there for your promo. And what if is you the pressure
1: know? of that duty to your head over years and years and years? Because yeah. obviously it's something like, especially when you're younger or first starting out, you do it for a few years, it's the top priority. But then when it's getting into like decades and stuff and you're not yeah. a pro bodybuilder, but you're just having to stay shredded all the time. You know, draining
0: is probably the best word to describe it. Yeah. Mentally draining. You have um, like moments where you let yourself go for a bit and then you look at yourself and you can't take your shirt off and charge money for it. Yeah. You, and you
1: f- associate who you are with being that physique as yes. well. So, so what's, I think- you, what's your take
0: on that? Kim? Um, Myself, just starting from
2: the start, I've tried back in the day in regards to, um you know, taking supplements, but obviously I wasn't in a great headspace. And still to this day, you know, like I know that it wouldn't be good for me. It doesn't help. Yeah. Um, I'm naturally quite a fiery person, you know, <laughs> yes. boxing, boxing background, you know. <laughs> yeah, it really changes your brain. Well, yeah. No, it I'm, I, like it, 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 it put me in a place where I'd probably just get into a lot of trouble. So I've stayed away. Um, in regards to the mental state, um, I think it actually in our industry, you develop body dysmorphia. Yeah, yeah. of course. That's what I'm um, talking about. I think I'm skinny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. I, Sh- I, show us your arms and tell me. I really, head. I actually do. I see myself in the mirror, and I'm like, "Fuck that shit!" Mm. Like, I'm like, work hard or do something, you know? Like, because uh, the pressure that
1: you put on yourself is so extreme and so out of the norm. You know, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm pointing to and yeah out how do you
0: look at all of us so on that that dysmorphia every time I, well, look, I look at you, you I'm I'm like this look at this guy is massive and you're like look at this guy he's massive we look at each other <laughs> and see what we like in the guy next to us I think you're a tank I look I, at you I, you're and like bloody Frank tank but you know? you
1: know people watching this would be like is this guy fucking serious
2: yeah yeah, maybe but like yeah, no, I, fuck, definitely. I've <laughs> even had people like you know girls would be like oh you look this is the best body I've ever seen you look great and that doesn't even register in
0: my head anymore no
2: I don't even take it I'm like, I'm not. oh yeah, I'm
0: just yeah. like, whatever. Oh,
2: yeah. shit. And I look
0: at you, I'm like, oh, I wish I looked like that and you've like, you and Eros, fuck you guys, look at you. I'm, I'm like, like Man, I wish I had a I'm chest not- like this guy,
2: look at this guy's traps, <laughs> you know, and maybe look at you, Kelly, I'm like, oh, he's brilliant shape. Like, you know, <laughs> like, and then never actually look at myself. I don't know, it's actually hard because I feel like it's getting worse. Yeah, Yeah, because it,
1: I mean, it's just it's just so much pressure to put on yourself because it is that diet and, and the training and, and if the mo- more you are, associate your identity fully with that the the more
2: you can't let it go yeah you know? you know i think the only positive benefit out of having that though is that you'll always be striving to be better yeah
1: Oh yeah, well you're not. You're not fat. You're in <laughs> fucking good shape. But... Yeah,
2: yeah. Like you're never going to sit there and go, "Oh, okay, I'm content." No. Like if you think you're not good enough, you're always going to be trying harder.
1: Yeah, but again, that's a slippery slope too. Man. It is you gotta, because yes. then it could lead back. Because then it
2: be, you you still got to love yourself. You still got to appreciate what you
1: what you are. <laughs> one
0: day we'll get there. One day, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, I think that's probably the hard part. Is like not one of the guys as much as you might think. The strippers love themselves when you're out there on stage, and I've shown pictures of the guys and videos. They don't even identify as that person on stage. No. Um, that's their persona on stage. Mm. And Eros, we were having this discussion only the other day. And he's like, that's not me. The yep. person on that stage is in command and is has power and, and everything. And you look at yourself as just a normal person. And, and that doesn't transfer over? No, no. I think every single one of our boys probably has, not probably, they do have
2: a negative self-view. Yeah. I including agree. myself and Daniel. Mm. Yeah. So why do you stay in it? We know we're good, <laughs> yeah, but um, specifically for Alpha men, we're we're not in it for to to you know like for us to feel better. It's more so we actually want to change. We want to change things. We want to like we we're talking about before. Big advocates beyond blue. We know how it feels to feel shit, and so we want to actually build a platform where we're so popular that we promote something good that actually helps other people because. We know how it feels. So, so you feel like you have an opportunity to
0: yeah, make a difference yeah, yeah. and still do something that you're yeah. really good on, at. And on that as well, mine comes to a lot of my philosophy of who I am in life and everything. Because um, eventually we're all going to die, but it's the memory of us that lives on. So you die once. When you die, you die, die for real when the memory of you fades out. And at least leave something behind. Leave something behind. So... I, I do kids' parties as well as adults' parties to create a memory with other people that's going to live on long after I'm gone, um, the event, the night, the the atmosphere, the feel and everything. So for me, I feel like putting that out there and being that person that's going to be my legacy that lives on when I'm no longer here. So for me, it's more about the other people and connecting with them and having having that memory with them that they're going to remember forever. So that's that's really, yeah that's why I do it how long can you do it for because
1: people would think of it 38 as, you know, <laughs> people would say it's a good time not a long time yeah well
2: I'm 32 now and I kind of want to be in a position where I'm just teaching and leading and helping by the time I'm 35 36 yeah I want to I want to cut it before it gets to a point where I feel like I shouldn't be doing it anymore if you guys are running it but not actually doing
1: it anymore do you think it'll get to that
2: point well, that's the goal and i yeah. think we're already getting there you know we're getting to a point where we want people to overtake us we want people to learn off us adapt and uh really really like basically we're going to mentor people to the point where they're going to be better than us we don't yeah. want to be we're not we're not like that in our head we're like oh we always want to be the best we want our boys to be better be the superstars we're there to help and guide positively and uh, and um help them throughout their time
0: and make it better so we can actually just sit back and and manage and leave and our grow. positive footprint. So when we're gone, mm. we'll leave a footprint where people like that's they've changed it for the better and not left it. That's on how a, it should be done. Yeah, and that's how everyone should live, and that's how it should be. Mm. Should, but doesn't mean that's how it normally. Well, we're is. not we're not um, financially motivated no. here.
2: Like when we started, we were like we're not going to let this become something that we just want to go. Oh yeah, let's build this, build that, and walk away. You know, uh, we we want to build something that's going to last forever, and we want to build something that's going to change something, change this industry positive. forever. Yeah, a positive change. There's a lasting effect. Yes, yeah, so this really like means
1: a, a whole lot to you guys, like on a very deep level. And I think that's yeah. that's interesting for people to see because they would assume that. You know, you can't, you can't love that industry you, or you can't feel like you're going to have some higher purpose in that industry. You know, it's, it's cheap. It's, it's, it chews you up and spits you out. Mm. And, and yeah. there's no way that it's as deep as you guys are, are making it out to be.
2: The thing is though, I don't think that many people think like us too. No, I don't think there's anyone out there that, that wants to do this. Like we want to, I think they're in it for short term, their own self or they're in it for money. Or, you know, like they're not, they're not there to want to change things. And coming from Melbourne, working in Melbourne, you do get chewed up and spit out. I got chewed up and spit out. You know, you get treated like, um, a business, the way the business works is it's trying to replicate McDonald's, you know, it's not about, yeah, it's not about quality. It's just about quantity. Yeah. And there'll always be another one to fill your spot. We never want to do that. We're about quality over quantity. We want to provide the best, keep the best and never, never tune it to like, yeah, uh,
0: conglomerate kind of thing. And also know? develop other assets and facets of the people. So you've got like um, modeling, acting. So a lot of the guys in our group are models or have done modeling, runway model, fashion models, um, a bit of acting, um, nude life drawing. You got other events. He's the mm-hmm. master of that. Yeah, yeah, he I've done, I think. he's the king
2: of Adelaide when it comes to nude <laughs> um, life drawing. There's a so whole, lo- whole, whole lot of
0: portraits of you around the place. He's just,
2: he's just like this. Like, yeah. <laughs> Someone who used to be draw drawing. me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: paint me like one of one your, your French guys <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, I used to be a shy guy I'd never take my shirt off so yeah, I've yeah. gone like full end, of, other end of the scope but we want to try and develop as many things like a professional dance troupe um, having hosting trivia nights and other things as well so the guys can actually diversify and learn other things and also like product sponsors and have other promo options. models other ways and like we're talking about more ways, more avenues to make money, more ways to make money in a cleaner, yeah. more business But still and,
1: performing, which obviously and then, you guys love. And that's, yeah, There's that's obviously small. something about performing that you love.
2: Well, well, I think we're just born entertainers. I remember when I was like uh, 10 years old, went on a family trip to Malaysia. And while I was there, I got approached to to perform on stage doing a circus act like chapeze. I didn't even ask to do it, but the guy approached me, he must have seen something in me. And this is, I've actually told you this story, eh? So 10 years old... It, I'm sitting there spending my holiday, learning the trapeze, you know, learning, learning, learning. I came to a point, families in the audience for one of the show nights and, you know, there's people there and I'm up on there doing, you know, swings and grabs and shit like that. And I'm just like, okay, how, am I, how am I doing this? Like, how well, how's this happened? Like, and I feel like it's just deep down, I'm, I know I'm just a born entertainer because even when I get in the acting and stuff like that, I love it. Like I actually feel good. I feel mm. good and I feel like I'm in the right spot. I feel like I'm home. You know what I mean? And Tails is the same. He's he's theatrical even in his day-to-day life. Yeah. You
0: know, like... You know. I think mine came on in my 30s. I was the shy guy. I couldn't even play guitar in a group at school with and look up. I'd have to look to the ground. And, like, I couldn't even... Up until I hit 30 and everything changed for me, like my big life change I, I couldn't even be looked at I without think, freaking out.
2: I think that would have came out earlier, though, because Daniel had kids very early.
0: Mm.
2: And I feel like... He's done the right thing, obviously. He's, he's had kids. He's prioritized that. I've never had children, as far as I know. you did. I thought you like now. We'll now. Oh, my God, he's <laughs> the father. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you didn't get to explore he didn't, yourself. No, because yeah, yeah. when, when was your first kid? 2019. 19, 19 you know? twenty. Just yeah. 20. I, I was in the army when I was 19. I'm, you know, shit. So he's obviously always had a higher purpose in his life where he hasn't actually had a chance to blossom himself. Cause if he didn't have that, I felt like that inner self would have came out a lot earlier. So given that you guys
1: have that love for performing and it's, you know, it's your thing. Do you ever see yourselves, just performing in a different way with a different yes. outlet.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'd um, like to. I like obviously
1: you're
2: trying to do acting. Well, yeah. I'm a, I, I've basically I've been on two Australian TV shows, The Code season one and two, um, Secret City season one. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, and um, also before I moved from Melbourne back to Adelaide, I was actually at the uh, the Melbourne Fringe doing a theatre a theatre a theatre play. Yeah, so that cool. was good. I had to portray a. Um, a, a, a guy that was on The Bachelor so a real douchebag yeah. 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 you want this that you think you can have this that would have been toughy but yeah. you know it's big stretch, <laughs> see? A big
1: stretch. See? this, thing, this is know. what we're talking about this is literally what we're talking fuck about fuck you man
2: like, <laughs> I got that, that yeah. everyone was like Oh, you—that yeah, must that's have been so easy to play yeah, for you. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm a nice guy. Yeah. I was like, fuck, man, what do you think of me? I know, I know. <laughs> you know, it's a joke. I, I, it's a joke. I, I, know, <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, you guys are. Yeah. But I actually got that in the in the crowd yeah. and stuff like. They're like, oh, that must have been so easy, and I was like,
1: fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but but see, you know, it, it's performing. That's the thing. Yeah. That you that you love. So it's this, it's interesting that it can branch into other things probably later.
2: I I do have a dream. Obviously, it's quite hard, but I, I'd love to get more into the acting. It's a very, very, as you would well know, especially working Channel 7 and stuff, it's, it's a difficult, very hard thing to get yeah. into. I mean, Adelaide, I know, I know Adelaide film industry is getting a lot better. Because it's multifaceted, they can they can sh- shoot in different aspects, bush and stuff like that. But it's, I don't know. Oh, we did our cooking show. Yeah, we've, we've done a, we've done a cooking show. You where, were naked, where, we... weren't you? No, just <laughs> just an apron.
1: <laughs> yeah. just you just might turn around <laughs> your asses. Out, but...
0: um, is uh... that hygienic? <laughs> uh, well, everything was washed and clean. Uh, it was COVID. We made sure we double cleaned. everything was washed and cleaned. <laughs> okay. everything. But yeah, it's hard.
2: It's hard. I'd love to get back into that yeah. properly. You yeah. know, but um. Sure. We are We're definitely born entertainers. Yeah, I can tell. Three and three. I can tell. I think we can all tell. <laughs>
1: uh, what's the the power of guys in your position speaking out about mental health? Ooh.
0: Wow. Shit. <laughs> like
1: what do you hope comes from having these conversations and putting so, it out there? Dialogue.
0: This is, dialogue. So change has to come from with us and then it expands the group around us and then the others. So obviously we change within ourselves and hopefully we can help the others around us. And that's the next part. Part two is when the people around us start to look inwards at themselves and the friends and the people around them and change. But it's. It's really, it isn't an easy task. It hasn't been an easy task for us ourselves to go through. So I know everyone else that's going to have to go through it isn't going to have an easy an easy step or an easy footing. I think um,
2: a great outcome would be for more men to realize that it's not so bad to, to express yourself and try. But from my experience, I feel like you just need to choose who to express yourself to, because you can get burned and it can actually have a really negative side effect, really bad effect that you make you not wanna open up more, you know? So I think so like with the Alpha Men crew, I'm more than happy to talk about anything. And I, I love that, I love that, it feels good, you know, uh, even talking to you about stuff here is great, but um, I've, I've, I've gotta choose, I've gotta choose my battles there in regards to that, even to this day, because it's still hard in myself, but let alone, yeah, you just gotta find the right people to yeah. know that they support you and that's out there. Um, hopefully it
0: works and i think a lot of the time you don't realize someone's struggling until you see them actually hit rock bottom and i'm going to throw you under here um when we met in the gold coast for that uh competition or whatever and you, and you didn't sleep for how many days and we're in a bad mental state mm-hmm. and we're ready to well i'll let you tell your story rather than me tell it
2: yeah um well top floor of um the q1 is it the q1 yeah. Was this after Manhunt? After it finished? It was after it
0: finished. I think it was after
2: and like and I, I, and I came second runner up in Australia for it, so I should be over the moon. But I'm actually sitting there with a, a window open, sixteen floors up, on the precipice of going I'm about this close. Why not? What's the fucking point anymore? You know? Felt like shit. I was in a relationship at the time that wasn't really working at all. I was half the size I am now. It's not felt, healthy.
1: just felt empty.
2: I was just like the easy option is to jump. Yeah. But you know what? I, I love my family. I'm not that much of a selfish person. Person, It would fuck my friends' lives up. It would fuck my family's life up. And if I actually wasn't a self, uh, if I was a selfish person to this day, I probably would have done it, to be honest with you. Just because I was like, fuck this. <laughs> you know, like, what's the point? Small term, small, uh, it's a, it's a, sorry, getting a little bit fucked up here. Um, it's, how would I say this? A little bit of pain, for no, it's not much. It's not much, and done and dusted. You know, and that's all, That was thinking in my head. But you know, good, good family, good friends. And, I'm yeah. not, I'm not willing to fuck. Everyone else's life up just mm. for me to, because I can't handle anymore. And
1: you say you say it's selfish, but I wouldn't be fair to say that all people who take their lives are selfish. No. But you, oh, oh, no, but you, course. but you would understand that people get in that headset where some of the things you've mentioned, you know, they think of themselves as a burden. They think that the world would be better without them. These sorts of thoughts go through yeah, their head. I had that, yeah. you know, and so and often that can be a motivation. So you you got and to have some sympathy I, for that. Too. I
2: definitely don't. I agree with you. I don't think it's selfish in a sense that not everyone, because not everyone has a great family not everyone has great friends they might have nothing that's not selfish yeah. they've just had enough you know so they they just you know it's hard i, I know how it feels you know um, i've seen daniel in a bad way i couldn't even get contact with him for like three days
0: you yeah. know and it's, it's a blackout but black, he gets into a real bad state when he's yeah. not good and just wall up and yeah i've had i think that was about the time uh, my I've got a few stories but uh, the one that really rocked me and hit me hard was my daughter um she was going to school for the last day of school and uh, she i uh, found a suicide note in her pocket telling saying goodbye to all her friends um obviously she that <laughs> cut you up feel like you failed um and yeah no nah, yeah that was. That was pretty hard and then had to go to go through all the mental health stuff with her and realise that I would had a wall up. I didn't want to burden my kids with what I'd been through. So I didn't tell them that dad had problems or dad had the same feelings or thoughts. So they couldn't relate to me. Um, it was basically dad's a robot. Um, dad has no feelings, thoughts or emotions. And then that there, I'm like, I, I need to open up to them but not obviously tell them everything. Um, and then sitting there at the hospital with my daughter while they're like trying to talk to her and I'm like you're not alone and she she felt like she was alone the same feelings that we all feel and I think that's probably the biggest thing everyone feels like they're going through their own battle alone and it's just them um, And yeah. yeah but we're, we're, we're that's why we try to be there for each other and that's yeah. probably the biggest thing is just people knowing that there's someone there um telling your story to someone can help them f- realize that Everyone has a story. everyone is going through something their own battles, their own exactly.
2: their own um, stuff and yeah, that yeah, I owe this man a lot because I don't think I'd actually would have got home from the Gold Coast back to Melbourne if <laughs> I literally wouldn't.
0: got home you wouldn't have hey. because he
2: I was in such a bad state I was just off my head I couldn't even think straight and he'd actually packed my bag, sort of my stuff, he booked a taxi. Yeah. he actually made one of our other mates Nathan who lives up there come with me to make sure I got to the airport god knows how I got in the plane but um you know like he's he's very he's very generous and always there for a lot of people i feel like that's a lot of uh, a, a big thing for a lot of people that have felt a lot of pain that they know how to be there for others but not necessarily themselves
0: yeah
1: you, know? you guys obviously have a really strong bond and yeah. it sounds like you do with the rest of your crew as well and that yeah. although there's some real struggles there um there's a lot of positivity and love there as well do you feel like if you surround yourself with the right people and you're aware of this stuff that you're going through and open to it and helping each other that you can change from a
0: a negative mindset to a positive mindset yeah i do i think that's what we're trying really pushing for now slow process if you don't we're going to be stuck and the worst thing is to be continuing down that path like if you do nothing and change nothing you're going to get the same result the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and expecting expecting a different result so by trying to push for change it's hard to force yourself out of your comfort zone and to talk about well, it hard to talk about things isn't it um it's it's really hard but by doing that you start the process of change and if you don't force yourself and help I say I force the guys a little bit, push them a little bit to be a bit more open. But yeah, if you don't start the process, then nothing will change. And, and you can't
1: you change without pain and discomfort. But yeah. refusing to change is a lot more painful in the end. Yes. That's a
2: good way to say it. Yeah, I'm confident that no matter what all of our boys go through, that. I think we all are well aware that we've all got each other's backs. Just the amount of love that we show each other and every time that we always catch up together, it's so positive and powerful. It can I've I've even had been in the shittest moods and it's uplifted me. You know, and I know that's the same for everyone else. And I know that for a fact that it's gonna be good no matter what. So
1: I think you guys have worked out what the blueprint is to make life better and make life better for those around you and yeah. your taking the steps to make that a reality and that's that's all we can ever do. You yeah. know, rather than running from it or avoiding it or burying it deep down, you know, you guys are aware of what needs to be done and you're doing it and it's hard and it takes time, but that's normal.
2: I yeah. I just hope it has a flow and effect outside of our family. You know yeah, what I mean? It will. So it's not just us, but people can actually hopefully they'll see this. Yeah. And they'll recognize that, you know, they'll learn from what we've said. And they'll see that if you surround yourself with those good people and help. A hundred
1: percent. That's what will happen. That's why we do this because, you know, guys who look like you and do what you do aren't meant to say this stuff, but that's what makes it powerful. Mm, yeah. And that's what changes that mentality until, you know, one day people aren't getting their nipples bitten off and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, because we're, 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 all, we're all people and we all deserve that that respect yeah. and true strength is... Telling it like it is and not running from your problems. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah. I don't do
0: cardio, so. <laughs> a <laughs> a little liar. Little, uh, lots of cardio. Yeah, yeah lots, sure. of ca- lots of running from stuff. Uh, <laughs> They're not anymore. We're trying. It's, and it's hard, like you said. It's not the easy, it's not an easy, oh, you do this, 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 you get that. It's a continual process. Nothing it's worth not, doing is easy. Mm. No. Nah. That's it's, it. Yeah, personal growth comes from all the hard times that you go through.
1: If you're a fan of the work we're doing or have a suggestion for the show, please rate us on Apple Podcasts and leave a comment. You can follow Youngblood Men's Health Matters on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube and visit our website youngbloodmedia.com.au to stay up to date. And most importantly, if this conversation resonated with you, share it with someone you love and start a conversation of your own. A huge thank you to our local business supporters who've joined our mission to change the lives of young men for the better and help make this possible. We're all in it together. This is Youngblood. Thanks for being part of the mission. Catch you next time.